Right now we're in a series just called Be Strong, and we need to learn how as a Christian to really live strong and to really serve God with the whole heart, that each and every day we are fulfilling the purpose of God, living out His call and His purpose in our life and obeying the Lord in everything. You know what? It takes strength to do that. It takes God's strength in our life. And this morning, I believe that God is going to give us spiritual truth that is going to help us to be stronger, help us to learn to walk in His strength. Well, before we get to that, let me just start this way. Isn't it strange there's no egg and eggplant? You ever thought about that? There's no ham and hamburger. There's not pine or, or an apple and pineapple. It's really weird that... Uh, Quicksand takes you down slowly, right? I don't know why they call it quicksand. And boxing rings are square. Were they ever round? Why do they call it a ring? Why do you fill out a form by filling it in? And why do people recite at a play and play at a recital? And why do we park on driveways and we drive on parkways? It just kind of makes me wonder, you know, if vegetarians eat vegetables, what do humanitarians eat, you know? <laughs> Did you know that sometimes there are things that are just that strange in the Scripture? Like where the Lord tells the Apostle Paul, or, or rather the Apostle Paul says, excuse me, in verse uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10, he says, When I am weak, then I'm strong. What a contradiction. Does that make any sense at all? Well, it does if you understand what he's talking about. And this morning, I believe we're all going to understand that. I tell you, we need to understand that. That statement by itself, it doesn't make any sense. But those words are a very powerful principle that we need to understand and apply in our life. You see, when we realize that when we're weak... We learn to trust the Lord and we receive His strength. So yes, when we're weak, then I'm strong. And I want to tell you something. We all get weary. We all have times when our strength fails. And I hope you understand this morning that certainly we might be talking about physical strength sometimes, but most of the time, that's not what we're talking about. That our strength, that our being strong in the Lord and just being strong in what God wants us to do. You know what? We all have struggles. We all have weaknesses. We all have those times that we tried to do our best and it wasn't enough. All of us have times when we don't know what to do. The battle sometimes just seems too long and you can get to the place where you just, you know, you say, I, I don't know if I can keep going. We all have those times when we desperately need the Lord's strength. And if we will look to Him, He has an abundant supply. The one we sang about this morning, this mighty one, He is our strength. I don't know why we always tend to try to struggle and do it on our own. I think we're just so bent towards pride. Ever since the Garden of Eden, it has been part of the sinful human nature of mankind that we struggle with pride. And it becomes such a hindrance in our life because the Bible tells us plainly in James 4, 6 that God resists the proud. You don't want the Lord resisting you. When we are prideful, He resists us. The Lord resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Undeserved favor and blessings are for the humble. Oh, how we need that. 
We need God's favor. We need His undeserved blessings on our life. But pride will keep keep us from it. And not only that, pride is an open door to destruction in our life. The Bible says that pride goes before destruction. Paul, like us, he learned some things the hard way. Anybody ever learned something the hard way? You went to the school of hard knocks and all that. And, you know, sometimes people say dumb things like experience is the best teacher. Oh, no, it's not. There's a world full of people out there that have had a lot of experiences and learned the wrong things. Let me tell you what the best teacher is. The best teacher is the Holy Spirit. And when He takes the Word of God and He shows us truth and we learn from that instead of having to go through the school of hard knocks... How much better? And so that's what we want to do this morning. But the Apostle Paul is a great example to us this morning as somebody that learned. And he, like I said, he had to learn some things the hard way. We're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10. Paul says, Unless I should be exalted above measure, the, the NIV there, instead of exalted above measure, it says, to keep me from becoming conceited. So that's what he's talking about. He's talking about that pride issue. He says, and then he says, by the abundance of revelations, of the revelations. You see, God, or the Lord had showed Paul things that were so fantastic, so awesome. He had gone to the third heaven and seen things that he was not even allowed to speak about. Now, you see, there was a potential for pride there. Not because he was such a bad person. I mean, this was a spiritual man. And you see, you may be serving the Lord, living for God, wanting to please the Lord, and yet sometimes we can fall into that old pattern of pride. But the Lord prevented Paul from falling into that pride. And I want you to know that sometimes we go through some things that help keep us from getting over into pride. But here's what happened. He says that the Lord gave him a thorn in the flesh. It says, was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. And whenever you talk about this passage in the thorn in the flesh, people always want to argue about what the thorn in the flesh was. I suppose the, the most obvious thing to say would be, be that, well, it was a thorn. You know, Paul got a thorn. No, he's speaking of something figuratively here. And so then people will say, well, there's some evidence of this passage that he had an eye problem. So he's talking about his eye problem. That was his thorn in the flesh. And then others will say, no, this is where this demon-possessed girl followed him around for three days. That was his thorn in the flesh. There's a reason that the Scripture doesn't spell it out for us and tell us what it is. Because then it would, be, it would go kind of like this. Well, if I ever have an eye problem, I'll know i got a thorn in the flesh. If a demon-possessed girl follows me around for three days, I know i got a thorn in the flesh. Let me tell you what the thorn in the flesh is. The thorn in the flesh is your weakness. It is your struggle. It is your battle. It is the problem that you are dealing with, and you just can't seem to win. That's your thorn in the flesh because you see, this wasn't written for Paul to just tell about his problems. This was written for us so that we could learn, so we could understand these spiritual truths. 
Every single one of us. This passage is for us. What does it tell us for absolute certain? It tells us why. So that he wouldn't become prideful. To keep me from becoming conceited. And we all deal with that temptation to be prideful. Do you think there could ever have been a situation, a problem, a struggle, a battle in your life that kept you from being prideful? Y'all are real quiet. But it happens to all of us to keep us from becoming conceited. In verse 8, he says, Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. He's praying and praying and praying. He's saying, Lord, take this away. Fix this for me. Doesn't happen. And the Lord says, My strength is made perfect in weakness. You'll notice here that the Lord does not say, nor does He ever say, My strength is made perfect in your strength. You see, this, there's worldly attitudes that somehow creep into the body of Christ where, where we think, Oh, we're good. You know, I'm good in this area. And, you know, God, so God's going to bless me. Listen, God doesn't need your strength. He's chosen the weak things of this world to confound the mighty. You need to know this, that God is strong. He is mighty. His strength is perfected. Where? In your weakness. Because He gets the glory. He is honored. He shows up in our battle, our struggle, our weakness. His strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul says, here's, here's where he starts talking like a crazy man, all right? No, he understood what we need to understand. He said, therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities or, or weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches in needs. Do you ever take pleasure in your needs? In persecutions? In distresses? For Christ's sake... For when I am weak, then I am strong. How does that work? Listen, because when our strength is not enough, He is our strength. You see, it's when we're weak that we look to the Lord and He gives us the strength that we need. Sometimes, you know, we all have some strength somewhere, I suppose, in our life. We like to think that we do, and I like to think that, but I don't know what any of them are. My wife tries to tell me that I'm good at certain things, and if you want to know what my strengths are, you'll have to ask her. I don't really know. But let me tell you what I do know. I don't really have the right personality to be a pastor. I mean, I'm just not, you know, people say I'm not friendly enough. You know, when, when I show up and uh, nobody goes, oh, the life of the party's here. No, I walk in and I, I go over and sit somewhere quietly. I want to be the wallflower and, you know, I'm just an introvert. Most pastors are gregarious and outgoing and friendly and, you know, they come in, the room changes and it's like they always know exactly what to say. I don't know what to say. 
You know, when I talk to a grieving family, sometimes I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. Unless God gives me a word, I don't, I don't know what to say. I just sweat. And some of you right now, you're thinking, how can this guy be a pastor? I don't know. It gets worse. <laughs> Imagine yourself going down the road to life, and you come to a fork in the road, you've got to make a decision, and so you want counsel, you want some wisdom. And there at this fork in the road, there's a pastor who every Saturday night he's struggling to get his message together for Sunday morning. And then there's another pastor. He says that he finishes his every Thursday by noon. And then there's also the Easter Bunny. Which of these three do you ask for counsel and wisdom? The first one who's always finishing his message on Saturday night because the other two are a figment of your imagination. I've actually known some pastors who said, I finish my sermon by Thursday every week, never ever past then. And well, Lord bless them. But I have to be honest with you this morning, I'm weak. I'm not just finishing Saturday night. Sometimes I'm finishing Sunday morning. How? How does this guy pastor such a great, loving church, sweet people, spiritual people. Oh, when I'm weak, He's strong. He is more than enough to make up for our shortcomings and our faults and our flaws. I just want you to know, my wife says I'm a good example of what I'm preaching this morning. It's not really that great to say I'm a good example of being weak, but here you go. What I'm saying to you, though, is that God can be strong in our weakness. He's not limited by our inabilities, our intellect. He's not limited even by our personality. I'm telling you, God can be strong in your weakness, in your battle, what you're going through, your struggle that you're going through. He will show Himself strong if we learn to look to Him in our weakness, His strength is made perfect. We all have weakness. For some people, it's anger. You know, they got a short fuse. You never know when something's going to set them off and they end up hurting their loved ones and maybe things that undermine their testimony and their witness for the Lord. For some, it's worry. They're anxious and fearful all the time. There's no peace or joy in their life because there's always something to be upset over. For some people, it's just they're always critical and judgmental and fault-finding with those around them. For some, it's complaining. I mean, you know how some people look on the bright side? Well, there's some people, they're always looking on the dark side. You know what I mean? There's some who have, uh, have a dependency on drugs or alcohol. There's some who struggle with with lusts that are contrary to the Word of God. Some have a battle with illness. Some are always down and depressed. Some struggle financially. They're in a hard place financially. But here's the thing. All kinds of battles, all kinds of struggles, this is something we all have in common. All kinds of weaknesses. But in all of it, the Lord is our strength. There is a power greater than anything in this world that is available to us if we will look to Him in faith and give Him the glory. Jesus tells Paul, 
2 Corinthians 12, 9, my strength is made perfect in weakness. What an amazing truth. It's when we fail, we fall short. It's when we just don't have what it takes that His power is made perfect in us. I told you last week, David said this about the Lord, Psalm 28 and verse 7, the Lord is my strength. This was his testimony. This was his brag, his boast. He killed the lion and the bear and the giant. But he never said, look what I can do or look what I did. He said, the Lord is my strength. I actually believe him. You know what I'm saying? David, David didn't have what it took physically to kill that giant. The Lord was his strength. And why don't we get this about our daily life? What we have is not enough. But the Lord is, and He is our strength. Oh, how we need to learn to say, my strength. Listen, he said it about the Lord, but he also said it to the Lord and I really want you to get this this morning. Psalm 22 and 19, David says, You, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. I want you to think about your weakness, what you're struggling with. O my strength, hasten to help me. O my strength. You see, if we get this down in our heart where this just becomes natural to us, I believe it was for David as I see it over and over in the psalm. It's just the way he thought. It was his mindset. Oh, my strength. Do you know him that way? Oh, my strength. Oh, my strength. Have you ever thought about this? Yes, he's your redeemer. He's your savior. He's your healer. Have you ever thought about this? My strength. Oh, my strength. One of my favorites is Psalm 19 and 14. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Psalm 59 and 17, he says, To you, O oh my strength, I will sing praises you see, this, this wasn't just a once-in-a-while thing or, you know, one-time thing for David. No, this was a mindset. This was a way of life for him. Oh, my strength, I will sing praises to you. In Psalm 18 and 1, the NIV, it simply says it this way, I love you, O Lord, my strength, my strength, my strength. I want to tell you, we really get a hold of this. It'll bring you such peace. It'll bring you such a freedom in your life that you'll be able to cast all that weight, all that burden, all that I can't, all of that over on the Lord and be able to say, my strength, my strength. He is always way more than enough. I want to go back to Psalm 28. We've just read the... First part of verse 7, I want to read the whole verse. He says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise Him. You see this key phrase there? He says, My heart trusted in Him. 
That's what we have to learn. It's instead of trusting in ourselves to trust the Lord. This world that we live in, they say you got to trust yourself. They say believe in yourself. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Christian, don't buy into that garbage. You trust in the Lord. You believe in the Lord. All things are possible with God. Jesus says all things are possible to him who believes. Not believes in yourself, believes in God. It's when we trust him. They say, oh, you got to trust yourself. Nobody has ever let me down as much as me. I'm not going to trust in myself. I'm going to trust in the one who has never let me down. I believe in him and I trust him and I want to be like David where I say, oh, my strength, I trust you. I trust you. How much better to trust him and believe him. You see, again, our pride is the real obstacle when it comes to us trusting God and giving Him all the glory and the praise. You know, our ego just gets in the way. We want some cred. No. He gets all the glory. It's in our weakness. He is strong. You know, the Bible tells us in Joel 3.10, let the weak say, I am strong. This is one of those examples where the Lord actually tells us to call those things that be not as though they were. Let the weak say, I am strong. See, if we're weak in some way, guess what? We get to say, I am strong. If you're strong, you don't get to say you're strong. You don't need any more pride or bragging. It's for the weak. It is a bold statement of faith. I'm weak in this area. I'm struggling here. But by faith, trusting Him, we say, I am strong. Why? Because He is my strength. He's my source of strength. He's the one I'm relying upon. So we say, I am strong. We serve an almighty God. His power is limitless. His power is so much greater than our weakness. We all have weaknesses and battles and struggles and difficulties, but none of them are a match for the power of our God, if we'll just trust Him. And I want you to understand this morning, you see, if we really are trusting the Lord, we pray. Because this is how we ask for His help. This is how we let Him know that we confess to Him, I'm weak in this, I'm struggling here, I don't know how to win this battle. This is how we ask for His help. He is almighty, sovereign God of the universe, but He has chosen to work this way. No matter what religious man may think about it, God has chosen to work this way, that when we ask in faith, He hears and He answers. That's when God steps into our situation. It's when we ask in faith. That's when He gives us the strength And so often, He doesn't just take away our battle, our struggle, our weakness, but He gives us the strength 
to overcome. See, he never promised he was going to take away all the problems and all the trouble of this world, but he did promise that we would overcome. He did promise that he would be our strength. You know, sometimes it seems like people only pray when they're in a desperate situation, but the truth is we need the Lord every day. I like this from 1 Chronicles 16, 11. It says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face evermore. See, don't take it for granted, but you go to the Lord and you ask Him for strength. And I just, I just keep coming back to this because this just really ministered to me and maybe it's for somebody else too. But just to get to the place where like David, I just say, my strength, my strength. You're my strength. But make no mistake about this. We can't be strong in the Lord without prayer. It is how we admit to God that we need His help. And we just, we just need to stay, stay close to the source of strength. Isaiah 40, 29 through 31, it says He gives power to the weak. Who does God give power to? That was weak. God's going to give you power. Who does God give power to? The weak. You notice, He doesn't give power to the mighty. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, He increases strength. See, it's when our strength has been exhausted. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. You see, even those who should be strong, maybe in natural ways, but listen that strength will fail. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see, when the Lord gives you strength, it is an inner strength. Certainly the Lord can give us physical strength if He desires to, if we need that in a certain situation. We see a great example of that in the man Samson. God just gave him supernatural strength. And there were other people at different times that God gave physical strength to. But so often it is that strength in the spirit, that inner man, that God strengthens us so that we can do the things that we need to do so that we can overcome the challenges, the obstacles that are before us. We just press on in Him. So often, we just want God to take away the battle, but instead He wants to give us the strength for the battle. Paul knew it. Philippians 4, 12 and 13 you know, a lot of times we just quote verse 13. It is one of those fav- famous uh, favorite promises. You know, it's in every God's Promises book. But I want us to give it a little bit of context today. I think it is, you know, verse 13 is probably one of the most abused verses of the Bible because it's so often pulled from context. But here it is. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound everywhere. And in all things, I learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, this wasn't a man that God just made everything easy for him. 
It seems like that is just part of the pop theology of the day. And it's so wrong, and it doesn't work, and it disillusions a lot of people. What is real, what is true, is that in the good times and the bad, in the lean times and the abundant times, God is faithful to give us the strength we need that we can keep going. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen, I don't want to be hungry. But you know what? I know when I am hungry, if that happens. I mean, most of us had never really known true hunger. That's what he was talking about. But God gave him the strength even then. You see, when we go through those battles, those hard places in life, things aren't going the way that you had thought that they should go or hoped that they would go, God can give you the strength. How can I do this? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. we got to always remember that last part. It's the most important part. It's not, I can do all things. It's, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is about Him giving us the strength to overcome, to keep going, to win. It seems like the circumstances are just too much. He gives us the strength to keep going. And I want to say this very clearly. He gives us the strength to do His will, to fulfill His purpose. He certainly gives us the strength to obey His Word. You see, we need to have this attitude that we can overcome. We can obey the Word of God. We can do the things God wants us to do. Ours is not a powerless religion. Powerless Christianity is not real Christianity. In fact, 2 Timothy 3, 5 says, having a form of godliness but denying its power, he says, from such, turn away. In the NIV, it just simply says, have nothing to do with them. That's pretty tough, isn't it? That's kind of harsh, isn't it? You don't need to be hanging around listening to religious people who tell you that God's power can't work in your situation. Don't listen to those people. Have nothing to do with them. That's what the Scripture says. You need to be around people that really believe God. Amen. Listen, yeah, you need to go talk to some lost people. You need to be the one doing the influencing. But you don't listen to people that try to drag your faith down and tell you God doesn't do that anymore. My God is the same God He's always been. The Lord says Himself, I do not change. We need to know that our God is a mighty, powerful God and His power still works in our lives. And we say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Christian psychiatrists, Drs. Menrith and Meyer, in their book, Happiness is a Choice, they say, we cringe when patients say, I can't. They say, I can't love my wife. I can't get along with my husband. They said, if an individual will change all of his I can'ts to won'ts, he stops avoiding the truth and deceiving himself and starts dealing in reality. So here we go. I can pray. I can read my Bible. I can share with others what God has done in my life. I can 
raise godly children even in this immoral world. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can stop gossiping and talking about other people. I can stop my mind from wondering while the pastor is preaching the Word. Uh Uh-huh. I got some of you back just now. There you are. You see, with His help, we certainly can do the things that He asks of us. Whatever He asks of us, we can do. See, in our present circumstance, He will give us the strength that we need, whatever the situation is. Difficulties in the home, struggles at the workplace. I tell you, He gives us the strength we need. In ministry, sharing our faith, whatever God gives you to do today, He will also give you the strength to do it. I can do all things. He gives us that strength. You see, the Apostle Paul had a great task set before him. God gave him the strength to do it. It is no different for you and I that whatever God asks of us, He will enable us. He will give us the strength to do it. We live in a generation is so uncommitted, so lacking in dedication or sacrifice to anything. Our Savior is worthy of that. And we should never say about the things that He asks of us, I can't. You know, when we're doing the will of God, nothing you can't do. Whatever task, whatever expectations, whatever He wants me to do, I can do. Whatever He needs me to do, whatever battle I have to go through, whatever I have to overcome, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can because He is my strength. We only fail for the lack of trusting and abiding in Him, and allowing Him to be our strength. Whatever He gives you to do, you can do. I love this story. Missionary Dan Crawford had the difficult task of following the famous evangelist missionary in Africa, David Livingston, who gave his life ministering the Word of God in Africa. Crawford didn't have as forceful of a personality as his famous predecessor. And so at first, he had trouble winning the loyalty of the tribal people. And even his home church back in the U.S. wasn't sure if he could carry on the work. But by the Lord's help, he did a great job. When he died, they found a well-worn New Testament in his pocket And there was a handwritten note, a poem that he had written. It revealed the secret of his success. And I find myself here in his poem. Maybe some of you will. 
and your struggles and your battles and your efforts to serve the Lord. Raise godly children and be a witness and just obey God every day. Here's what he said. I cannot do it alone. The waves dash fast and high. The fog comes chilling around and the light goes out in the sky. But I know that we too shall win in the end, Jesus and I. Coward and wayward and weak. I change with the changing sky today so strong and brave tomorrow too weak to fly but he never gives in so we too shall win Jesus and die and he did and we can we can do what God has given us to do because he is my strength when you're struggling when it seems too much when you don't know what to do remember this my strength. Look to Him. And say it out loud. My strength. My strength. It's when I am weak, then I am strong. I want you to stand with me. I want our prayer partners to come.